Hi, sweet seeds. Thanks so much for taking a moment to listen to how I started this podcast because it's been so much fun. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I highly recommend you check out Anchor. It's free. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. This means all your friends get to support you. Anchor really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're ready, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now back to the episode. What's up, sweet seeds? Welcome back to another episode of Motivation. I'm your host, Shannon. Today, we are going to be talking about shyness, introversion, and leadership. At first glance, you might not know what those things have to do with each other, specifically leadership and shyness, but we're going to dive right into that today after a few quick announcements. First, I just want to say thank you again and again and again to everyone who has continue to listen to this podcast your ears are so special thank you for sharing your ear space with me and with all everybody else if you would like to contribute to this podcast you can do so at www.motivation.com in the upper right corner you can be a sweet seed you can also visit all of my social media and the like right there as well. I also want to note that today's episode will include three references to a book called Quiet by Susan Cain. It's really important that I address this ahead of time because I want you to know where these quotes are coming from. These are all coming from Susan Cain. One of them, she quotes somebody else. However, it is all from her book, Quiet. And if you are an introvert or if you want to know more about introverts, in leadership roles, feel free to check that book out. I highly recommend it. It is very good. All right. And on that note, I think we'll jump in to the topic today. When we think about shyness, introversion, and people who are more reserved, I feel a lot of the times we think of them as being quiet. And that's why I think this book is so incredible is because it takes the stigma around these people who spend a lot more time in their heads and in themselves as being just labeled as quiet and not necessarily as analytical or perhaps reserved because everybody else is talking so much so they're actually very humble with their words. So this book goes into all the aspects of introversion in our world and how we see that as well as extroversion. One of the things that I remember most specifically about learning introversion and extroversion was in high school. They had us take this personality test. I believe it's uh, Carl Jung's personality test and it gives you a combination of some letters. So you take the test and you find out whether you're what I don't know, INFP or JKLMNLP or an extrovert or an introvert. I remember taking this in high school and I got INFJ and I didn't really know what it meant, but I did know that I am an introvert now. So that must mean, oh, that must be why I'm so quiet. Unfortunately, even though this seems to be very educational, it really did shape the way I perceived myself going through high school, college, and even up until now. I can't identify with being an extrovert because it's not something that I ever was told I could be. I was always told, you're an introvert, you're an introvert. So who really knows? 
what this is all about who really knows how much of the programming this truly is and how much it actually relies on our actual innate and true selves I'm still waiting for the day where I wake up and I know exactly who I am but I'm I'm discovering that every single day and this was a tool that now I took again and I am an INFP which means instead of judging I'm perceiving so whatever the hell that means I don't really know but it's changed so that means any part of us can change any aspect of us can change I can be an INFP today and an ENFP tomorrow it depends on when I take the test and how I relate to the test do I consider the questions for now and in the past or now and what I'd like to be in the future that's one thing where I think it's very interesting where we can look at both sides of the spectrum and see where we fit on that spectrum and not necessarily say I'm this or I'm that but find where and when we are expressing certain traits of ourselves a lot of times introversion and extroversion can be seen as antisocial or social quiet or talkative or even so far as follower leader so because extroverts do talk a lot more often to a lot more people they seem to carry more power we're gonna not talk about the word power too much but what i mean by power in this case in influence so they carry more influence because they're able to express their tool of their voice to convince people of something, whether it's just what they believe or it's what they think or what they want everyone else to think. And who knows what anyone's agenda is, truly. But either way, the extroverts typically will reach more people just by the sheer fact that they are extroverted. That does not mean that extroverts, though, are the smartest or the best leaders it doesn't mean that they're not but it doesn't imply inherently that just because they talk to more people and they have a seemingly higher influence that that's actually like the best influence if we take a look at american politics today those people they talk i'm sure they they are quite extroverted and they like to spend time with people and friends and have good times and stuff like that i'm not sure how many of them are actually introverts or who who would take this this personality test and come back saying they're an infp i'm not sure how many people in politics that would be the case for however i do feel that if it shows up as an enfj i don't even know if that's really possible but whatever we'll say enfj that they would be perceived to have more influence because they are an extrovert and they do talk more. Here's where it really gets sticky, and this is where I love this book, Quiet by Susan Cain, is you can you can think about just this one quote that's even on the cover of the book. The power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. That is so powerful to me. That is such an incredible statement. And it's on the cover of the book. That's why I got it. I remember I was at the airport and I I was really needing a book to read because I can't remember where I was going, but it was a, it was going to be a flight. So I was looking around and I saw this book and it was different than anything I had seen. And I love nonfiction, so picked it up. And when I read that quote, I definitely was ready to purchase. And I remember reading it on the plane and even at home. And I've read it a couple times since. It's a great book. But that quote, 
the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Of course, I, I'm not going to stop talking on this podcast because that would be quite a boring podcast, but if you think about it, there are tons of people in this world who just talk and talk and talk and talk. Going back to politics, because it is very prevalent in our media today, the, these politicians are talking, and I, politicians, journalists, reporters, passerbys, everybody is talking and talking so, so much. They all have so much to say. It really does paint that picture of a world that can't stop talking. And I don't know about you, but I've had some friend groups where there's some people in that group that really just talk the whole time. Personally, I don't have a huge issue with that, being an introvert. I'm interested in listening to other people's stories. But I do know that there are some other people out there who don't feel the same way or don't feel the confidence or the strength to actually be able to step up and talk in front of or on top of the extrovert who just keeps talking. And I know some introverts who are very talkative as well. And that's the thing. When you get a bunch of introverts together, it's not crickets. I think there could be a misconception about introverts that they don't have anything to talk about when in reality, and this is also discussed in the book, In reality, a lot of introverts have a lot of other hobbies outside of just hanging out with their friends and talking and having fun. Having other hobbies, you develop much more intelligence because you are exposed to so much more else. It doesn't even matter how eclectic it is. You're exposed to something else and consistently. So you're expanding your mind. The more different things you're interested in, the more time you'll spend by yourself, more like most likely, I mean... I've noticed that in myself, and the more likely you are to enjoy it and really involve yourself in it. I know I've learned so, so much being an introvert, especially now living more isolated than ever before because of the pandemic. I have learned so much more than ever before, and I've always learned a lot, but this is a whole new level, and that's, I, I'm sure it's because the state of the world has encouraged me more to spend time at home and I'm so thankful for that because I truly do love learning and I feel I can learn the best when I'm able to control my life and control my own time so the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking and the power of introverts is that a lot of us introverts and this doesn't mean extroverts aren't the same this means a lot of us introverts we actually get more energy from spending time by ourselves looking inward into ourselves and developing ourselves from the inside out extroverts they really do spend a lot of time thinking about the outside world thinking and acting in relation to the outside world and though they may think a lot about themselves it's about they're thinking more about how they can interact and how they are interacting with the outside world and here's where that spectrum thing comes back into the story because we can't just say that, oh, I'm fully an extrovert and I'm never introverted or vice versa. There, you best bet, there are times where I'm very extroverted, but that is not in my most common nature. And vice versa, that can happen for anyone. Any extrovert can say, you know what, I need some time by myself. And that doesn't mean that they are an introvert or they're being a bad extrovert. It means that we live on a spectrum. So, that's that. So, What is the power of introverts then in 
a world that can't stop talking. In order to talk about the power, we have to start in what is the perceived weakness. So what's the perceived weakness of introversion? What could possibly be wrong with being an introvert? Well, you're, you are more quiet to tend to be. I'm going gen- to speak generally because I don't want to have to consistently say, well, except for these people. So just disclaimer, I'm going to speak very generally. This is all open to being flexible and changing. None of this is factual. All of this is speculation. All of this is general understanding of people and of life and of behavior, human behavior. So disclaimer there. So... What is the perceived weakness? Perceived weakness is that introverts are quiet. And that quiet being quiet has a naturally inferior status. So being quiet is not as great as being talkative. You have more influence if you're, if you're talkative than if you are quiet. Now I already know that there are some of you out there who are saying that's not true. Quiet people actually can have a really large impact. And I love it because that's where we're getting to. So if being quiet, being reserved is a weakness because the other side of the spectrum is that you're being talkative and you're being outgoing, what about being talkative and outgoing actually seems to have more power? It brings us right back to that influence. If your voice is so loud that it is the only thing that somebody can listen to and you're able to curate your voice in such a great way that that's what they want to listen to, it really doesn't matter what you're saying. You could be saying something totally opposite to what they agree, but they'll probably still have a conversation with you. They'll probably still at least hear you out. Meaning, people who choose to speak their mind freely or choose to take up space by constantly speaking their mind, they will have more influence on the people who are ready to listen and the people who also want to be that same level of outgoing. People look to each other as role models. Wow, this person has status. Wow, this person can do that. We are all looking to mirror the best one of us. And that's where introverts actually have the upper hand though it is very invisible introverts don't naturally compare themselves to what other people are doing because we already already we already see that we are not like them and i don't want to say make that sound so separative but introverts are not like extroverts you get a bunch of extroverts into a room it is going to be constant talking probably even if you have a presenter who's like please stop talking if you get a whole bunch of introverts to be in the same presentation i guarantee you there'll be a lot less talking that's all i'm trying to say i love to listen to people that's one reason why i think uh, extroverts and introverts are destined to be great friends is because they bounce off each other they work with each other they complement each other so Extroverts can also be more loud and more aggressive when we think about the lower octave. They can be very loud. They can be very aggressive. They can be belligerent. They can be obnoxious. And I'm talking about those people, the ones that come in and they are just ready to be the center of attention or to capture everyone's attention. That is, seems to be powerful strictly because it does take the attention. It doesn't request. It takes it. And that is an influence. 
They can also, on the higher octave, be charismatic and slightly persuasive, very convincing of a good idea or convincing that it's a bad idea, you know, having that comfort and that ease, that smooth talk. Whereas introverts, when they're labeled as quiet or shy, it can come across as passive or closed off, which a lot of people uh, move away from because they're not quite sure how to handle it or they're not quite sure why that's presenting itself. In reality, the quietness of an introvert shows the analytical nature. They're strategic in their influence. They are still able to be influenced. Even an introvert has a voice. But instead of being impulsive or quick to the jump, introverts tend to be more strategic in their influence. And what is perceived as shy or passive or reserved, there's nothing wrong with being reserved, it's actually very discerning. They're observing and reading the room while strategizing how they're going to be influential and discerning when and where that will actually be the most impactful in their every moment. The next quote I want to talk about is, you don't have to be an extrovert to feel alive. And I love that one because I think there gets to be the stigma of someone who sits and reads and enjoys books and writing or sitting in nature, meditating, that they don't feel alive because they're not out getting an adrenaline rush or jumping off cliffs or dancing every night. Though shyness can appear and it can also be passive, it can also show the discernment of this person evolving. The discernment evolves into more of a confident assertiveness, with like a garnish of sweetness and authenticity. And that's what will arise. So to put it more clearly... Being reserved allows you to take the time to read the person or people you're around, to discern for yourself how to best approach the situation and how to do so with a confident assertiveness and at the same time with their patience allowing sweetness and authenticity to arise so that you are approaching the room with the most charisma, with modest respect with strength and with power with strategic influence people who are shy though can actually practice being outgoing so just because we label ourselves as shy doesn't mean we have to get stuck in that we can be introverted and not be shy when you're shy you can practice doing the things you would do if you were outgoing and even though it might feel awkward it's it's still a good practice because charisma is not a trait it's a skill And it's not a skill that's exclusive to extroversion. It is something that requires practice. People who are more extroverted practice being outgoing more because they are intrinsically motivated to do so. We can extrinsically motivate ourselves to to do the practice. If you would like to practice your extroversion, I highly encourage you to email me at motivation at outlook.com. I have a great group of a bunch of powerful and friendly and sweet women who are all growing together, talking together, and learning from each other and from ourselves. So if you'd like that invite, send me an email. Before we end here with the third one, I just want to say that there's nothing wrong with being introverted or extroverted. There is something to discover, though, in the patterns we see arise in our society, what is common, what is uncommon. 
it is uncommon to see introverts in leadership positions for only one reason. They typically don't use their voice the right way. So I encourage all you introverts who are trying to be leaders and feel your voice is quieted, I encourage you to take the step to use your voice, use your strategic influence that came from your discernment. Use that to your benefit. The last one I would like to talk about, the last quote from this book, Quiet, that I would like to talk about is, some wish to lead or fit into a group harmoniously and others to be independent of it. We can think of the book was Charles Darwin and Marie Curie. I also thought of Picasso, Frida Kahlo. I'm an artist, so they are also leaders in their own right. All of these scientists and artists and all of the leaders in our world, though we spend more time in our own selves, focusing on our own development and our own connection, that doesn't mean we can't share that strength with people around us. So I encourage everyone to take back the power of your sovereignty, to really think, do you want to be a leader? Because it doesn't matter if you identify as shy or introverted or extroverted and outgoing, it doesn't matter. Own who you are. Find the strengths in what you do and how you do it. Find the strengths in that. You can sample a little bit from extroverts, you know, that practice of being outgoing. It's a very powerful practice. But if you want to, if you feel the call to be a leader, any type of leader, to hold your own ground, to stand in the center of your success, I highly encourage you to do so. If you don't feel you fit into this group or any group, harmoniously then let's get out of it and let's make ourselves our own group we have so many cells in our body that are rooting for us let's root back for them stay rooted (laughs) 